Hey guys, I hope you're having an amazing day. Thanks for joining us on the Blacksmith Apologist podcast. Today we will be talking about supposed contradictions in the gospel accounts. Alright, let's get into today's topic. What specific area of the gospels will we be focusing on? We will be looking at two specific areas, both directly after the resurrection. One is the number of women who found Jesus' tomb empty, and the second is the angels who met the women at the tomb. Many internet atheists, you could call them, would like to assume that the numbers discrepancies in these passages is cause for concern. Just so we all know what a contradiction is, it is two things cannot both be and not be at the same time, in the same place, in the same manner. If that definition confused you, think of it this way. Cold and hot cannot be in the same place at the same time. One will cancel out the other. Okay, so let's apply that rule to the Gospels. Well, each of the Gospels gives us a list of women who went to the tomb and found it empty. Matthew talks about Mary, the mother of Jesus and James, and Mary Magdalene. Mark, again, talks about the mother of Jesus, Mary, and James, and Mary Magdalene, and Salome. Luke lists Mary, Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and John lists Mary Magdalene. Now, the internet atheists would like to stop here and say, look, they kind of list different people. They One has Salome, one has Joanna. John doesn't even have any other women except for Mary Magdalene. What you have to do is go into the passages. We'll start in Mark. In chapter 15, verses 40 through 41, it says, There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the younger of the Joses, and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. So from the account in Mark, we can see that there are more women than just Mary, Magdalene, Mary, and Salome. And then in when it's talking about the resurrection in Mark, in chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, the same list as before, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. So we already know that there are more women with Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Salome than Mark lists. He just doesn't either know their names or they're not important to his story. We see a similar thing in Luke, where in Luke 23, 51, and then through 24, verse 1, it says, The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. And then it goes on to talk about how they came back at the Sabbath. And in Luke 24, 10, it says, Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and the other women with them told these things to the apostles. So we see that there are the three women that Luke lists, plus the other women. That's an infinite number of women. That could be 20 women. That could just be Joanna, or sorry, Salome, because Salome is in Mark's account, but not in Luke's. And the same thing with Mark's account. We see in Matthew that it says, now after the Sabbath, this is 28 verse 1, now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn, Of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. We don't see in other women here, but I'll get into that in just a moment. And we also see in John. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, 
while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So we see here, while it only says Mary Magdalene, there is a plurality when they say, we do not know where they have laid him. Again, that could be infinite. That could just be Mary, the mother of Jesus, or that could be 50 other women. We don't know. Here's the thing, though. While the lists do not line up perfectly, they all account for mostly the same people. In the Gospel accounts, Mary, the mother of James and Jesus, is listed three times. Mary Magdalene is listed four times. The other women, or we, are listed three times. Altogether, it is pretty clear that the Gospels are talking about the same event, and they're talking even about the same amount of women. Matthew is the only one who doesn't have a we or other women, but that's just because he didn't need them in his narrative. He doesn't need to talk about every woman who went to the tomb. There may have been 20 of them, and he didn't want to list each one of their names. He only needed to talk about the ones that were important to his story. So this is very strong evidence against the contradiction. I mean, even just the accounts without looking at the other women list mostly the same people every time. By the definition of contradiction I read earlier, they're not two opposing views shoved into the same place. They're actually the same view from different perspectives. That makes sense. I can see why someone might uh, see it as a contradiction. But once the evidence is laid out, it's very clear that it's not a contradiction. Right. And another supposed contradiction is the number of angels at the tomb on Easter morning. In the Gospel of Mark, the word used for the angel is a young man. Now, some have said, well, maybe Mark didn't even think he was an angel, and this and that can cause some issues. Well, there is a precedent in the biblical accounts that angels could appear as men. I will just read one from Joshua 5, 13 through 15. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And that is, so um, there's also two others, Genesis 19, verses 1 through 22, and Genesis 18, verses 2 through 5. Both of those talk about angels or messengers of God coming as men. So now that we've cleared up that Mark was talking about an angel, we can get to the number of angels in the tomb. Matthew lists one angel, Mark lists one angel, Luke gives two angels, and John talks about two angels. We see here that the contradiction is very much so on the surface again. Matthew and Mark only listed one angel because that's all they wanted to talk about. I'll give you an example kind of to show how we can think like this. So say I was the president of the United States, and I walked into the press room at the White House. And there's 50 reporters in there, but I only had five minutes, so I just let one reporter ask me a question. And this reporter asks me a question, I answer, we have a bit of a conversation, and then I have to go to another meeting. I walk out of that meeting and say to one of my aides, I just talked to a reporter. That aide wouldn't ask me, but what about the other 49 reporters you didn't talk to? 
they would just accept that I had talked to one reporter and maybe I wanted a little bit more information on this topic. So this is kind of what Matthew and Mark are doing here. It's not that they're omitting the angel because they're negligent or they're directly trying to mislead people. They're just omitting the angel because it doesn't either matter in their story or they didn't feel like there was a distinct purpose in listing both angels. So why is it important to know this type of information? As I said before, many atheists on the internet tout these ideas as facts. As you've all just seen, these contra supposed contradictions need a lot of imagination to make them work. Really, if you look at the evidence for them, they're very face-level contradictions. And if, as you dive in, it becomes clear that they're not truly contradictions. It is our job as Christians to be God's witnesses to all the nations. Some objections that non-Christians hold are serious and deserve time and consideration to answer. One of those is the problem of evil. Objections like the contradictions in the resurrection account, however, are not as serious. They're usually not well fleshed out, not well researched, and in all honesty are very, very, very easy to debunk. So I think it's important that all Christians know some of this information so that if you're in a conversation with an atheist, you can get past this surface level attack on Christianity and really move into the deep stuff, which is where good conversation can happen, which is where the true witnessing really begins to take place. Well, we hopefully will be discussing some of these more serious objections in the near future. For now, we hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Blacksmith Apologist podcast, and we will see you next time.